Hey, I want to tell you real quick about a free video series that we created for people who want to become an online nutrition coach. These videos address people's fear of not being able to get results for their clients, imposter syndrome, as well as the fear of just not being able to get clients in the first place and make this work. We also talk about why now is an enormous opportunity to become an online nutrition coach in these super stressful and uncertain times. So whether you're already a coach and just want to get better, or you've never coached but are super interested in it, check out these free video series at workingagainstgravity.com slash free training. Hi, I'm Michael Cashew. And I'm Adi Cashew, and you're listening to The WAG Podcast. This podcast is about health, wellness, and personal development. Each episode is a short conversation between Adi and I on a single topic with actionable steps. We cover everything from food, mindset, fitness, and relationships. We started WAG because of the way health and fitness changed our lives, so we hope to share a tool or two that helps you along your way. Welcome back. Hey. Thanks for joining us today, guys. Uh, we're stoked about this show. Today, we're going to talk about confidence. We did a we sent out a poll to the people on the wait list for our coach certification. So we sent this email out to about 3,000 people, and we asked them what their biggest obstacles were to becoming a nutrition coach. What were their biggest fears that were holding them back? And one of the most, I think the most common thing we got back was something like a lack of confidence in themselves. Mm -hmm. They felt like, I don't have enough knowledge. I don't have enough experience. Like, who the hell am I to be helping others yeah. with their what nutrition? What if I make a mistake? What if I um, fail? What if, what if, what if, what if, what if? And this is something that Adi and I have dealt with over and over in our careers. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to talk to D. We're going to hear from D and give her a chance to explain her journey becoming a nutrition coach and starting WAG because I think it's completely relevant. So we're going to talk about confidence okay, and how to build confidence and the cool. importance of confidence. Awesome. Before we get into that, uh, thank you to all of you that have taken the time to leave us reviews. We really appreciate it. They're the best. We love it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if you haven't done so already and you're a regular listener of the show, or if this is just your first time and you love this show, then we would really appreciate it if you would take a couple minutes, go leave us a quick review. Uh, it's really motivating to us. Also, we answer a lot of your questions on this podcast. We're, we're finally in a really great rhythm. We've answered probably a dozen questions now on the show. And if you want one of your questions answered, you can go to workingagainstgravity.com forward slash podcast, scroll down to the start recording button, leave us a short message with your name, where you're from, and your question. And if it's a good one, then we'll get back to you. Also, be in a quiet place, ideally, not with your baby crying in the background or you know, somebody banging dishes around, if possible. That, yeah. that helps. And I mean, all questions are good questions, but sometimes a question is not relevant to what we talk about on the show or it's too loud. Um, Do you really believe that all questions are good questions? If it's That's if, a very I kindergarten think, teacher of you. I do think all questions are good <laughs> questions because if they have the question, then I they know, don't I'm just, know the answer. I'm kind of just yeah, I mean, <laughs> I do think all questions are good questions. Cool. Anything else? No. I'm pumped to get into this episode. I feel like it's really relevant and can be... I want anybody listening, this is 
right now at the beginning, this is not just for people interested in becoming a nutrition coach. We're talking about it in the lens of becoming a nutrition coach because that's what we do. We coach people on becoming nutrition coaches and we coach, we are nutrition coaches ourselves. Mm -hmm. So that's why we're using that lens. But all the lessons that we're going to talk about today can be applied to literally anything that you want to do and anything that you want to get better at. So this is like a, like, how do I learn fastest and how do I become confident in my abilities in anything. Right. So if you want to be more confident in your ability to play the guitar or... Crocheting, for sure. (laughs) Crocheting, that's what you thought of. Jeez. Uh, Cooking or, I mean, really insert anything in a replace of nutrition coaching. We just, that's what we do and what we know the best. So that's why we're going to use that example. And I think having like a framework like this and understanding more about confidence and how to build it, it gives you the ability to go out and accomplish anything that you want. I think all of the most successful people in the world, they they understand this. They know that, well, I won't, I won't leak anything yet. They know all of these things that we're about to talk about and they know how to harness their minds and their behaviors so that they can go out and accomplish their biggest things. Yeah. So do you want to talk about the difference between confidence built through knowledge and passive learning and confidence built by taking action? Well, I really wanted to talk about that because amidst this survey of people saying that they didn't have enough confidence and that's what's holding them back from becoming nutrition coaches, as well as that they were saying things like, I feel like I don't know enough. And a lot of these people have taken two, three, four certifications for nutrition or have master's degrees in nutrition or even some have become registered dietitians and still feel like they don't have enough knowledge to be able to go out there and actually help people. So I really wanted to talk about that because there is confidence that you get from knowledge. I'm going to take a certification, a course, a degree in university, college, whatever it is. And I truly believe that in something like nutrition and in most, I think most things, Mm -hmm. even like being a doctor, there is a reason why when you study medicine, you have your school hours and then you have your practicum lab hours. And you you read a lot of books and stuff before you're cutting open someone. Right. But of course you do that, (laughs) but you then have clinical hours and you start with really low stakes things like, you know, dissecting cadaver cadaver or something like that before you actually go in there and but you the knowledge that you gain from experience and taking action actually having your hands on something or in our case having a client that you're working with and you're watching them progress and you're seeing issues come up and you're you're seeing this all in real time that is they're not even comparable and i truly believe that knowledge from just learning in most cases, isn't going to give you the full confidence to get over that hump of, okay, now I'm ready to take on any challenge Mm -hmm. that comes my way. I've been coaching nutrition for over six years and I still encounter scenarios that I'm like, wow, this has never happened to me before. Or I've been working with the same people for six years and I still think, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening to them. This has never happened before. I have to go and get more information and it builds my confidence to be better at nutrition coaching. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know if this will land for everyone because we have a, I know we have a lot of female listeners, especially that probably haven't played football, but it's like if you your only exposure to football was like you threw a handful of passes and you ran some routes and then you were asked to go play in a high school football game without ever actually practicing playing football, running plays mm-hmm. and actually hitting people. There, there are you have to learn how to throw before you can start really playing. You also have to learn how to catch. And you have to learn the rules. You have to learn the rules, mm-hmm. right? Those are the foundation, the fundamentals, but you can, you're really not ready to go into a full on game. You need to practice playing you need the to game. Scrimmage and you need to do all of those things. So I think it's really important for people to know that you actually don't need to have all of the confidence to be able to go out there and start taking action on what it is that you want to do. So I think your story is absolutely perfect for this. So mm-hmm. tell us about what it was like for you to start becoming a nutrition coach right when you started. You started working with five people. What was that like for you? I did it for free. So at first it was these people are opting in and I really want to try and help them and I'm going to try and do the best that I can with what I have. But there was definitely a huge piece that was like, I'm not sure how this is going to go. And I hope that I'm going to do a good job and I'm going to do the best that I can. And that's all that I can do. But there was there was definitely fear and like, can I do this? Should I be doing this? Do I know enough to do this? There was a lot of that for sure. I mean, you're pretty like, at least when we met, you were a pretty anxious person. Was there, like, what did the self-doubt sound like to you? Because there, you didn't have a real extensive background in nutrition. You had had some nutrition coaches yourself, but that was about it. You mm-hmm. at, at, at that point, I don't think you had read any books or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, I definitely had read a lot of books, for oh, okay. sure. I definitely had read a lot of books. I had taken a couple certifications, like, in my local town of somebody who came by and did, like, a okay, small course or things like that. But I, I didn't do, and I have worked on my own nutrition through all sorts of different styles since I was 16. So I felt like at least I had some level of knowledge, but of course I didn't have a degree and I didn't, I have a degree now, but I didn't have a degree at the time. And that's like the first thing people ask you Mm -hmm. is what did you go to school for? And so there was this piece of me that was a, I was nervous that I was going to most importantly, I was nervous that I was going to hurt somebody. Mm-hmm. So I was going to do some something that was going to be detrimental to them or negatively impact them or hurt them. And that was my biggest concern is I think I, I know what I know and I know that I can help myself and I've been doing that for a really long time. I do think that I can help other people, but you know, it's nutrition is a really tricky thing. Mm-hmm. So you start working with five people and that's going well. And so you say after five people, you're going to start charging people because you just don't have enough time. Right. Um, how did your, how was your confidence affected? And how, like, how did your feelings change after the first five? I don't think my feelings changed at all. I saw an opportunity and I had a lot of people asking for help and I wanted to be able to help people. And so I just, it's more like here's, here's a problem, I'm going to try and fix it, and I'm going to put one foot in front of the other. I don't really think my feelings changed much. I think it took a really long time for me to be able to genuinely say, hey, I feel really confident in what I do. I know I'm amazing at what I do, Mm -hmm. and you can challenge me, question me, no matter what, and not feel insecure about am I a bad coach. Mm -hmm. It took me a really long time to get to that place, for sure. So what was it that 
changed that for you over time? Like got me to a more confident mm-hmm. place? At time and experience and working with thousands and thousands of people. Mm-hmm. Not only working with thousands of people, but training our coaches, creating the education to develop our coaches. And I was not only taking action myself and actually coaching people, I was also helping other people coach people. So I was getting a lot of exposure to different types of nutrition problems, different types of people, individuals from all different walks of life, and they were getting results. So they were getting results, they were enjoying their experience, and I was even making a lot of mistakes. We made a lot of mistakes. We still make mistakes. We're human. We're not perfect. Nutrition is a really tricky and individual thing. We're also doing something that is completely digital. So that means there's this like, there's this wall. So it's kind of like working with a client in person and you can't see them. Mm -hmm. They're behind a wall. You can't see what they're eating. You don't get to look at the look in their eye. You don't get any cues, like physical cues from them. It's just words on the computer. Mm -hmm. So there's a huge aspect of that that you don't know what is in what you're impacting and what mm-hmm. they're impacting. Mm-hmm. So it took a really long time and getting a lot of people results and continuing to learn and making mistakes and getting negative feedback and changing and growing and and I still have moments where I'm like, can I do this? Am mm-hmm. I am why are these people listening to me? A lot of people, I, I want to back up for a sec. I think a lot of people have so much fear, they don't even start. Mm-hmm. Like how did you, what was different about you that gave you the courage to actually start working with people? Um, and maybe, I mean, you know, you were putting yourself out there. You didn't have like a large social media following, but right. you had been putting yourself out there on social media. You were a weightlifter. You had started a blog. What was going on in between your head that you think might be different from some others that are just like paralyzed by getting started? I've always had this belief of, I didn't get this actual mantra until later. I learned it actually from Mike Bledsoe from Barbell Shrugged. And it's, I'm a good person and I'm making the best decisions with the information I have available. And if I make a mistake, I was missing a piece of information. And that has been something that I've really felt all the time. I know I'm a good person. I know I'm trying to do the best thing possible. And these people were asking me for help. And so I was going to try. And I think a lot of times in my life, I've tried things and been bad at them and then continued to try over and over and over again. And I've proven to myself that it was worth it. So I started weightlifting and I sucked at it and I kept trying and got better at it or Mm -hmm. started CrossFit and it was absolutely terrifying and I came last in every single workout and I kept trying or I was really nervous for an exam at school. But it almost, it oftentimes feels like there is no other option. I make a decision in my head, like there is no other choice. I'm going to give this a go because if I don't, I'm always going to wonder what if. Mm -hmm. I'm always going to wonder what if I didn't. And that would eat me alive forever. Mm -hmm. So if I had these people asking for help, or even if I went out there and and asked people if I could help them with their nutrition, I wanted to give it a shot. I'm doing it for free, so it's super low stakes. And I also knew that if I didn't take advantage of this opportunity to try and something I'm super passionate about, and I really think that this would be such a fulfilling opportunity for me, I'd always be wondering, what if? And so it seemed like it wasn't an option. And if I failed, then... I'm confident I'll survive. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'm confident in my ability to get back up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what you said is one of the most powerful lessons on the planet, I think. Most people, unfortunately, they they really know what they want, 
they just don't listen to their intuition. They know what they want. They feel that feeling of like, I want to coach people. I want to, I want to play music. I want to do whatever it is that I want to do, but I'm afraid of putting myself out there and saying, I'm a fucking musician or I'm a nutrition coach. And like, I'm afraid of that judgment. And I think if you can learn to use that fear as like that, like let it pull you in that direction or use it as like a beacon or a light to shine on what really is important to you and just make a commitment to do what it is that you want to do on this earth, despite how afraid you are, you can be as happy and successful as you want to be. I think there's two things to it as well. One is that you could try it and really give it a go and not like it. Mm -hmm. And then at least you've answered the question. So there's no what ifs anymore. There's no pending doubt. There's no, man, when I was younger, I should have tried this or I was really good at that. And if I would have tried it, I would have, would have, should have, could have, right? That would be gone because you tried it and you actually didn't like it. Mm -hmm. So that's one option. And then the other option is that you try it and you do really well. But the third thing I think that happens is as you get older and you have more responsibilities in your life, so you have a job, you have a career, you have a mortgage, you have a car, you have kids, you have parents that you're taking care of, you have all these things, all of the reasons not to do it start stacking up. So I can't do it because it doesn't make enough money. I can't do it because this, that, and the other. And I think there's ways that you can work around and use your support system around you to find a way to do it amidst all the reasons. Mm -hmm. Even though all the reasons are there, do it in your spare time. Do it a little bit at a time. Get the support of the people around you and let them know, I really want to give this a shot so I don't end up on my deathbed regretting. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know that's morbid, but I really believe that that that's, can be true. That is legitimate. Yeah. Like the cost is your life, like your your happiness in your life. Well, I do want people to understand the gravity of not at least giving a go what you really want to do. Um, and it doesn't mean it has to become your new career. It could just be a really fulfilling hobby that you have and your career that you have right now is stable and makes you feel safe and makes you make enough money that you can support the lifestyle that you have. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like one of the biggest takeaways here is that you don't have to be confident to get started. For sure. And I think you earn your confidence by getting started. Mm -hmm. In so many things, if you want to get confident, action equals confidence. You can think about it and you can contemplate and you can, you can use conceptual measures to imagine how this is going to be. And then the confidence is built when you do it and you realize it's not that big of a deal. It wasn't that scary. And you're like, wow, I actually can do this. Mm -hmm. And then confidence starts to build. I could talk myself out of a lot of things. Mm -hmm. I do it a lot of times. I'm like, yeah, I really want to go to dance class, but it's going to be embarrassing or I don't know how to dance or people are going to make fun of me or it's going to take me forever to get good at it or it's going to take too much time. I can talk myself out things of doing anything. Things are almost never as scary as we make them out to and be. And then every time I go and it... It still happens when I go to dance class now. I still think all of those things. And then when I go and I come back, I'm so like happy I went and I gain a little bit of more confidence mm -hmm. every single time. Cool. So that's a good starting place. We have six steps to becoming way more confident and actually competent at the same time. And one thing, uh, one concept that I really love is competence equals confidence as well. Yes, totally. And so there's 
learning through passive means like reading or courses or audiobooks. And then there's the confidence built by taking action and reflecting and getting feedback, which takes you to the next level of being competent in something. Yeah. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about right now. Six steps. What's number one? Step number one is to be committed rather than confident. So Along the lines of you don't need to be confident to get started, but commit yourself to trying, to taking action, and to growing. So that means I am going to I'm going to create a plan for how I'm going to take action on this thing I want to do. I want to become a nutrition coach. I'm going to be committed to getting at least one client and coaching them for X amount of time. Boom. Number two, do the thing rather than just reading about the thing. So at some point, after you have a foundational knowledge of whatever it is you want to do, we're using nutrition coaching as uh, in this example, you have to jump into the water. You have to try to swim to really learn how to swim. You have to get out there and actually start working with people because there are things that are just really, really hard to explain in books and uh, until you're actually working with people and learning how to communicate and learning that people don't really follow the book all the time. Yeah, the book is more general, more for the masses and then getting in there and working with people Mm -hmm. allows you to see the scenarios that don't necessarily, they kind of apply but they don't really and that's how you're going to build confidence because you're going to make mistakes and you're going to be like, oh, I'm going to try this thing and it ends up working. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wow, I I actually didn't know if that was going to work or not, but it did. Mm-hmm. So I'm confident in my intuition and applying my knowledge that I've gotten. Yeah. And it's like, it would be one thing if nutrition coaching was was done in like a vacuum, but this also includes, but this is real life, and it also includes like your emotions, your work schedule, all of these other factors that aren't really talked about in a science book. Totally. Number three. Start small. So that means try and start with really low pressure, low stakes. So a lot of times I get emails from people that want to start nutrition coaching businesses and they say, well, I have, I'm coaching, I, I have five people that are interested and they haven't started coaching anybody. They say, I have five people that are in, a, in this challenge and they're really interested to get one-on-one nutrition coaching. What software should I use and how am I going to be able to handle 50 people? <laughs> and they, they're just way ahead of themselves. How am I going to scale? Exactly. Where really just start small. Start with f- those five people that are interested who or one person that's interested, your mom, I started with my parents and my family. So that was that was They a were the huge, first ones? They weren't the first, but they oh, were okay. part of the original original group. My yeah. mom actually quit and then she came back. <laughs> she came back 10 months later and has been she on was it like, ever get since. a little bit of that confidence that you gained through action first and then you can work on no, it. No, I think the the actual moment was she wanted to put creamer in her coffee and she didn't want to have to account for it in her calories for the day. And she was like, screw this. I'm not doing this. <laughs> and then my dad actually got tremendous results and she was on it awesome. for sure he can't be sexy without me yeah <laughs> but start small keep the pressure low it, it's it shouldn't just immediately take over your whole life when you're also not feeling confident mm-hmm. so it's kind of like i want to lose weight so i'm going to start going to the gym every single day i'm going to cut out sugar and eat all these foods i've never eaten before it's just too much too soon so low pressure low stakes for me that meant five people it was totally for free i sent them emails through gmail I had no structure. I had I was doing it for my personal email. I didn't really have anything to be mm-hmm. completely honest with you. I just kind of made it up mm-hmm. and build from there. So at least you're you're not putting all of this extra effort and work and 
then you feel so much more frustrated when you're not getting res- the results that you're mm-hmm. looking for. Yeah, that's actually one of the things that I admire most about you in business. Like a lot of times we'll create something new and we have capacity for 10 times what we end up launching. And you're always holding us back, making sure that we go out of the gate with the highest quality possible and starting really small so that we can get feedback and iterate on it before we go and send it out to more and more people. And it allows us to build confidence. And the other aspect of it is it gives us a better reputation because it allows us to over-deliver to that first small group and really get our wits about us and get our bearings about us and then create a system that then we can take it to more and more people. Totally. So start small is number three. Number Number four. Number four is reflect and grow. So I did this podcast with this guy named David Epstein recently. He wrote the book Range. And he said that all of the... He's interviewed a ton of people that were very fast-paced learners, some of the smartest people in the world, some of the highest performers in the world. And he said that the people that learn best, that learn fastest, all have what he called a self-regulatory learning style. And one of the things that's included in that style is that they had a reflection process. So some of them journaled, some of them just sat and thought about what they were doing. But at some point, after they would practice or do whatever the thing was, they would think about and give themselves feedback. They would look at what went well and what they could have done even better. And so one thing that I've recommended a lot of athletes do after a training session is to have this little reflection process of asking themselves what three things went well, what three things could have gone even better. And you can apply that same methodology to nutrition coaching, playing the guitar, whatever it is. I love it. I absolutely love it. And it kind of aligns with number five, which is pay attention to the positive feedback as much as the negative. For anybody that knows us, knows that we absolutely love feedback. We want to know just as much what we're doing well, as much as what we want, as what the constructive criticism of how we can be better. When you're at the beginning and your confidence is your confidence is lower and you're trying to build your confidence, ask people for feedback on how you're doing. Am I doing, what are you really loving about this process? And that's going to help you build confidence when people give you words of affirmation, like I'm getting results, I'm enjoying this program. Sometimes one piece of negative feedback can absolutely crush you. Mm -hmm. Now, this has a little bit of a caveat to it because I don't think that you should ignore negative feedback. I think that when you have a little bit of confidence and you know you're doing a good job, the negative feedback actually can be an opportunity for you to build more confidence. So negative feedback is a way for you to grow. It's if I get better at this, I'm going to be even better at nutrition coaching mm-hmm. overall. And when you first start something, you're not perfect. So we we still get <laughs> constructive criticism that I'm like, oh, shoot, I didn't even realize that we were doing that. Mm-hmm. And it's important to take that seriously. But at the beginning, really, really read the positive feedback. I used to at the beginning... I sometimes do this still, but at the beginning I would go through our Facebook group or our, our results page on our website or read through the testimonials that I was getting through the email and I would just read through them to reconnect with what it is that we're doing and that we're doing good work here and we're getting people results and we're having an impact. And then sometimes there would be this one negative email where somebody was just unhappy and it could ruin mm-hmm. my month mm-hmm. and that can sometimes stop you from being able to keep taking action. Boom. And number six, finally, find a mentor, find a teacher, find a guide who is where you want to be. Somewhere that someone that can ideally help you um, 
not have to make all of the mistakes yourself. They can show you the mistakes that they made along the way and help you really get on the fast track to learning. They can also be give you some guardrails, give you a lot of positive and constructive feedback uh, to help you grow faster. Totally. And if you go to episode number 49 that we did, it was on how to find a mentor, how to connect with them, and the ways to actually utilize a mentor best. Did we talk about episode 35? That was at the beginning. Episode 35 is how to build a nutrition coaching business. And so if you're interested in building a nutrition coaching business, that's an episode that we talk all about how to do that specifically. This is on how to build confidence that mm-hmm. you can take that action. If you're ready to take action, definitely go and listen to episode number 35. So if you yeah. take these steps and you really embody them and it's not, it might take, it might seem a little contrived at first and it might be a little clunky, but I think if you make a practice of this, your learning in every area of your life is just going to skyrocket and you're going to be able to achieve whatever it is that you want to achieve because fear is not going to hold you back anymore. And if nutrition coaching is what you're working on, then we would love you to join us at the WAG coach certification. Um, In that certification, we give you that base level of knowledge. Uh, We have, we've done a shitload of empirical research and we have all of those cited throughout the course but the the magic the secret sauce in the program and what people rave about most is the ability to actually practice checking in with people mm-hmm. practice coaching people and getting feedback from one of our top coaches who is like a mentor to you it's like a digital mentorship yeah so we in building that certification thought about all six of these things to be able to get you to actually take action and start nutrition coaching at the end of it. So if you're really interested and passionate about nutrition, our certification can help you actually feel ready to take that next step. Uh, I think it's a lot like, I mean, it's not like going to med school, but going, it's nothing nothing like like going to med school, but the concept of in med school, you have your, or in, when I went to, did my master's in teaching and I was learning how to be a kindergarten teacher, I sat in a classroom and I read from a book and I took exams, but I also had practicum placements where I went into a classroom and I start, and I practiced teaching. Mm -hmm. We try to really emulate that as much as possible in a digital type of way. So what I love to hear from people is the ones that have already done a bunch of nutrition certifications and they're like, you know, I've done all of these certifications and I just still don't feel confident enough to go out and do it. And after taking your course, I actually feel like I can go and do it. I have the courage to go and do it. Yes. And it's because of that guide and that practical portion of it. And you can join that waitlist. We only open registration a few few times a year. Uh, you can join the waitlist at workingagainstgravity.com click on the coach certification button and join it. And if you're already on there, then get ready for this next uh, this next launch. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Thanks guys. guys. Peace. Thanks for joining us. Stay in touch by signing up for our newsletter at workingagainstgravity.com or on Instagram at workingagainstgravity. And don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, leave us a five-star review and refer a friend. We'll be back next week with another episode. Talk to you then.